0: Well, Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the Scripture points us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church, and thankful for you listening in here as uh, we're continuing through the book of Acts with Trish Bush. Uh, so Trish, thank you uh, again for being here and uh, journeying with us, opening up the Scriptures, revealing, and uh, kind of <coughs> excuse me, modeling what it's like to read God's Word. Um, I think that's one of the things that uh, I've seen the most from just people is like, I, I want to learn how to read God's Word. And I hear that question quite a bit, and that's that's the reason why we've changed the format of this podcast, um, is to help people model, hey, here's how we read God's Word. Uh, it's not for the pastor. You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to have a Bible college. You don't have to have any formal training. All you need is God's Word and the Holy Spirit. To, to read God's word and apply it into your life, mm-hmm. so I'm thankful for you modeling for this how you've read God's word, been a faithful woman of God's word for uh, for years. Uh, so uh, as always, our show notes in our show notes below, you can find our reading plan. We're in Acts chapter ten today. Uh, before we open up Acts chapter ten and look at it, uh, outside of the person of Jesus, Trish, who would you say has made the most profound impact on your life to see you become the person that you are today?
2: Well, kind of answered this in earlier. Um... Uh, I would have to say my husband, um, because when we met, he was walking a much more faithful Christian walk than I was, and um, we met on a blind date, uh, so maybe he was blind. <laughs> um, but he was, like I said before, he was a youth director at his church and very involved in his church, so it was obvious that we go to his church. You know, mm-hmm. you have to decide which church you're going to go to when you get married. And we lived across the street from the church, too, in a little apartment above his grandmother's house. And... um uh, so he was just grounded and, um, just been such a good voice. So he, you know, being married 41 and a half years, knowing him for 43 years, he had that effect on me every, every day, mm-hmm. you know, I had an accountability partner, um, and, and um, just a partner in the faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was interesting because you said that about the going to his church. Like, cause when I was growing up, uh, my parents, I was told you always go to the the wife's church. Interesting. Yeah, and I was like, so when I become a pastor, how does that come into play? <laughs> but but it was just it was interesting. My mom and dad always tell me like, yeah, like the husband always just goes to the to the wife's church. I was like, yeah. huh, yeah. I don't even know if that's a question that many couples even wrestle with today. Sadly, um, but all right. As we open up here, Acts chapter ten, uh, as we look at the text, we have read it, uh, Trish. What was the verse that just stood out to you that you highlighted? I was like, um, here's the the verse that the Holy Spirit just illuminated for me.
2: Okay, in Acts chapter 10, all the way in three verses 44, 45, and 47, um, the subtitle says, The Gentiles received the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. In 44, it says, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed at the gift of the Holy Spirit. Had been poured out on the Gentiles too, and in forty seven, it says, um, "Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit, just as we did?"
0: Hmm. Powerful text there's the the really the key is unlocked for the Gentiles, or the lock is un. What is the word I'm looking for here? The key is used to unlock for the Holy Spirit to reach the Gentiles here through the, the preaching of, of Peter. So as you highlighted, explain kind of what, what's going on here and um, how you begin to apply text like this in your life.
2: Well, you know, it kind of alludes to the Trinity. And, you know, at this point, Jesus had been crucified and resurrected mm-hmm. and was sitting at the right hand of God in heaven. And, but he didn't leave us completely. He left his Holy Spirit. With us, with all the believers. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is very real and very present. And that's just something that even in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and we've discussed it in our life group, the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't want to forget about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here. It's very important. It's Jesus with us.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And even though it's hard to understand, it's hard to um, explain to young people mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit is. But um, He, um, well, I don't want to go into the next the next part, but but the Holy Spirit is there for us to call on and remember that He's there, and um. Just just know that He is He's with you at all, all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, how do you apply text of the Peter beginning to proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles?
2: Um, well, to um, apply that to my life, it's just something I need to constantly remind myself. I mean, we get lazy. And we go about our busyness. We're so busy. But just to remember that, that he's all around us. He's, he's, he's in everything we do. And he's just waiting for us to call on him. He can prompt us and guide us. And um, it's hard because we can't see him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, but um, this morning I was studying this chapter and I had my iPod playing some Chris Tomlin Christmas carols, and he was singing one that he wrote a couple of years ago. It was Emmanuel, right when I was reading about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And this makes me emotional to even mm-hmm. say it. God showed himself right there. Mm-hmm. So Emmanuel, mm-hmm. God with us. Mm-hmm. And he was right there mm-hmm. as I was reading about the Holy Spirit. Guess, I guess that's what I need to talk about. Those are the verses that mm-hmm. you've showed me. Mm-hmm. You know, just when you're feeling discouraged or sad, and this is our first Christmas mm-hmm. um, without Jeff. So, uh, but God just, he never, he never disappoints, and he just keeps showing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just keeps showing up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it was even uh, as Anna was on with us last, uh, the past two weeks for the G7 podcast, we were talking off script about um, how Jesus tells Peter, He says, Peter, upon this rock, uh, I'll build my church. And uh, there's some theological debate as to whether Jesus, when he says, upon this rock, whether he's talking to Peter or what he's getting at there. But nonetheless, almost all scholars do agree um, that Jesus, when he gives it to Peter, that Peter would be the first to proclaim the gospel in Jerusalem, which we see that. We we looked at that in Acts chapter um, 1 and 2, and then Peter would be the first to proclaim the gospel outside of Jerusalem, but to still to the Jews, and he does that. And then thirdly, that Peter would be the first to proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles, uh, which then happens here. Uh, and that's like the fulfillment of Christ's words to, to Peter. Um, and it's interesting, though, because when you look at—and um, those of you that go to North Campus, you've heard me say this many times, Trish. You've heard me say this many times. Uh, but the word for Gentile, like we read as Gentile, even when I was growing up, like I always thought Gentile was like almost like another people group. Like you had the Jews, the Gentiles, then you could have the Amorites, the Mebazites, the, all these. Like Gentiles was just like a specific group. And the word for Gentile is uh, 90% of the time the New Testament is the word ethnos, which is ethnicity, uh, all those that weren't Jews, all the other ethnicities of the world. Uh, and you see here like God's compassion, his favor, as well as his like um, not approval in the sense of I approve these people, but I prove that these people are worthy of the gospel. And Peter reaches them, um, and then uh, that's why we. If you're wondering, like, why do we stop in the middle of Acts and then hop into James? Well, that's part of the reason why that you're going to see here is this Jerusalem Council. That when we when we get there and such, that'll be there, and this is a large part of that Jerusalem Council. So as you as you walk through that, you've highlighted, explained it, applied it. Uh, what did the Holy Spirit call Trish to? How did you respond to this text? How did you allow the text
2: to change you? Just makes me more aware of. That I can call on the Holy Spirit, um, at, at any time, mm-hmm. and um, and and he's his line's never busy, and um, you know he's 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 gonna do something, gonna do something. He's 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 there, and he's always at work.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's good. Well, thanks for joining us here uh, in Acts chapter ten. We'll finish up this week in Acts chapter eleven tomorrow.